podcast about any and all things in the world of medicine. Follow along as we interview outstanding individuals about important topics in healthcare. Welcome back to Medicus. My name is Brittany Zelch, and I'm a first-year medical student here with my co-host, Katherine Mott, who's also a first-year medical student at Stritch. We're back today with our final bonus episode of a three-part series where we've been talking to students at Stritch about how they've been navigating their lives in medical school at Loyola during the COVID-19 pandemic. Now we're here with Lauren Lamperter, a fourth-year medical student at Stritch. She's going to talk a little bit about what it's been like navigating clinical rotations during COVID as well as some residency interviews. So Lauren, can you start by introducing like your name, where you're from, and maybe a quarantine hobby you've picked up? Sure. Thanks so much for having me, you guys. I'm Lauren Lamparter. I'm a fourth year at Loyola. I'm from Southern California and came out here to Illinois for medical school. Um, quarantine hobby that I've picked up, mostly just doing different crafts of different kinds. Uh, last night I made some bath bombs, so just kind of experimenting with the crafts. All right. So Lauren, what was it like last year in March when everything went remote? And do you think that we'd still be talking about this almost a year later? Definitely didn't think we would still be talking about it. Um, So I was on my surgery rotation as a third year medical student and surgery is known to be one of the hardest rotations of medical school. So I had prepared, I'd been a week into surgery. So I had cooked meals for the entire month. I'd cleaned my apartment. I'd gotten, I had beat the rush to the toilet paper in the grocery store. And so I was waiting for a surgery and I got the email that we were to immediately leave the hospital. And it was so jarring to like go from being so busy and no sleep to being alone and like having all the time in the world. It was very, very, I will never forget that moment. (laughs) How did COVID impact like the schedule that you had planned out going into your third and your fourth year? Absolutely. So the way uh, the whole scheduling system works is it's a lottery. So you're given a particular schedule and going into emergency medicine, my specialty of choice, you really want your schedule to have emergency medicine early in the third, in the fourth year or end of third year. And so I had worked really hard to change my schedule around to get emergency medicine into the end of my third year. And I had that, but obviously when rotations were canceled, doing your desired specialty virtually is not a great option. Um, so I was able to kind of change it around again. I think I changed my schedule like upwards of six times once COVID hit, but I was able to make my emergency medicine rotation an elective so that I could take my step two exam. And in all honesty, it ended up being kind of a blessing because I had extra time at home to study for step two, um, without the demands of clinical rotations, doing clinical rotations and studying at the same time can be really, really difficult. And then one of my rotations was made virtual completely because it's not an ACGME requirement, uh, neurology. So they just gave us credit for the virtual version of neurology, which sounds better than it is because I think it's really hard to truly learn something well when you don't have that clinical side of it, at least for me, who's more of a hands-on learner. So that was actually decently difficult rotation, having it only be virtual. And you kind of started to hit on this, but... We were going to ask you next how like going virtual or having a more of a virtual component with rotations has affected maybe your responsibilities or your educational experience while on them. I think surgery was beneficial because uh, I'm not a surgeon and 
I got to have a little bit of reduced time in the OR, but I still felt like I really learned the concepts and things that were relevant to my future in emergency medicine. And then I was able to actually do a lot better on the exam since I was not working at the same time as studying. Um, but again, for neurology, it was a lot harder for me because I think seeing things like the reaction to stroke and things like that, it's, it's just kind of an abstract concept that helps to have that patient example. And that's kind of the entire point of third and fourth year of med school is to see the patient while you're studying the material. Um, and so it took away from that for sure. But overall, once we got back to the hospital, our res responsibilities weren't changed too much other than like if a patient was suspected to have COVID, you wouldn't see them. But otherwise, we did everything in our normal realm that we would with a patient who would be presumed negative or true negative from COVID. I will just say, listening to you talk about the different schedule changes and figuring out how to keep your EM rotation at the forefront, because that's what you want to go into, that sounds stressful to say the least. How did you kind of navigate that internally? Like how did you manage stress, kind of keep focused when all of this was going on? Yeah. So I am a big time planner, but I mean, flexibility is the key of emergency medicine in general. And so I think I would just run with a plan and when it wouldn't work, I would troubleshoot until a new plan would work. And kind of working to create a plan was therapeutic for me because it was like, once I had a plan, I felt in control. And then when it was gone, I'd just make a new one to, to refill in control again. <laughs> um, I helped make some masks with some classmates, which was a way to kind of just do something other than school. That was still kind of helpful. And I watched a lot of TV, you know, downtime stuff, went on COVID walks with friends to stay sane. Um, I'm a major extrovert. So being away from friends was really difficult, but kind of just made it work safely. I think those are all good ways to keep going when everything kind of seems to be changing at a minute to minute pace. And a little more specifically, did you have any away rotations that you had planned or anything like that, that you weren't able to complete? And then how did you navigate that? Or what did you do instead? Yeah, so I so for emergency medicine, specifically, you normally would do an away rotation in order to get a letter of recommendation for your application. So the governing body of all emergency medicine organizations told us that as applicants this year, we would only do one rotation at your home institution, or if you didn't have an ER, you would find one away. Um, so they took out that second letter requirement. So I did have a away scheduled that I was accepted to, but I had to cancel it um, because both the school prevented us from going and then it was not expected that we would do a second rotation this year. Um, which made that easier, you know, having it come from the top instead of me having to decide to get rid of it. But yes, because we own a second hospital, uh, McNeil Hospital, I was actually able to create a rotation at McNeil Emergency Department that I was able to complete a second emergency month. I didn't get a letter or anything, but I was just able to get more experience and be able to learn more of what I want to do. Um, so that was really cool. And it was something only available this year for our fourth years that didn't get to do away. So not everyone listening might know this, but the process of applying for residency right now is completely virtual. And we were just wondering if you could talk a little bit about how that's affected your application and kind of what it's like to adjust to that because it wasn't the plan. <laughs> it was not the plan. And I think the whole residency process in general is full of a lot of unknowns and that you just kind of have to trust the process. And so having it go completely different for both students and programs was kind of shocking on all sides because we just went into a further unknown. Thankfully, everyone was in the same boat, which is what we were told over and over again. But 
I think it's it's different in a lot of ways in terms of knowing how many programs to apply to, knowing how many interviews to take, knowing kind of regionally where you want to apply and if you like like a program that's in a state you've never been to, things like that because you're you're losing that travel component and meeting people uh, in person. So I think the key this year was really to rely on advice of uh, mentors and people who knew you well and could speak into um, your application and tell you kind of where you should apply and how many things you should interviews you should take and things like that and overall it was hard it was very hard um I can't say it wasn't but it, it's been working out so far and I, I think it'll change kind of how this process works forever honestly so we'll see what the future's like yeah wow it will be interesting to see not only for next year's rising m4 class but even for us as M1s, when we become N4s, what parts of the process will still be a reflection of, of this time and changes made now. Moving a little bit beyond the application process, how do you think the pandemic will impact the at least the beginning, if not all of your residency experience? Yeah, I think we'll see. I hope that at this point with the rise of vaccinations, it won't impact as much. You know, I think this whole process of COVID has been a series of disappointments. And um, the next thing that I'm hoping for is that intern orientation will not be as impacted because I think moving somewhere and meeting new people and wanting to be with people, I hope that we will be able to be back in person at that point with hopefully at least the medical personnel vaccinated. But I mean, honestly, this year, there's been so many disappointments that it's hard to know. So just kind of having limited expectations at this point. But the clinical aspect will be the the same or unchanged because there will always be patients and there will always be emergency departments. Yeah, absolutely. So there will always be a place for you to be. It seems. Uh, have any of the programs that you've spoken to so far announced any changes or kind of addressed the pandemic in any way as it pertains to the start of your residency? Not specifically in terms of starting residencies. I mean, they've changed hospital policies like PPE requirements just personnel and having like a backup person scheduled for if someone gets sick. Sick days are taken a lot more seriously in all realms now. <laughs> so no, not anything specific to residency in general, but kind of just global changes. Awesome. And one last question on the whole residency application process and, and everything you're doing now. Is there anything that you wish you had known before starting the residency application process? Oh man, like everything. Um, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I, I think honestly, the best part of this whole process for me has been having great advisors. And so I recommend people find great advisors because if you have a sounding board to take all of your worries to, it makes a big difference. And someone who's been through it and has brought other people through it. So finding a great mentor is what I would recommend. Okay, our next question for you, and we've asked this of everybody, is have you received the vaccine? And what do you think the opportunity to have received the vaccine has meant for you in terms of your medical education and life in general? Um, yes, I have received the vaccine and I'm very thankful for that. Um, it hasn't really changed my life in general just because I live alone and have seen the same bubble of friends and still gone to work, you know, like, but I am excited for what it'll mean in the future for being able to feel more comfortable seeing family, friends, people that are outside of my immediate COVID bubble. 
And again, hopefully for intern orientation, that's the next thing I hope for. And Lauren, if you could go back in time, back to last February or March, what advice would you have given yourself then about school or life or really anything during COVID? Yeah, the biggest piece of advice that I would have given myself last year before I knew all this was going down was to not take everything so seriously. I had been so concerned with how my schedule would work out and when I'd get my ER rotation and when I would take step two and apps and residency and all sorts of things that were just so far in advance and would change over and over and over again. Um, so I would just say like live more in the moment, kind of savor where you're at and don't worry so much. Yeah. Cause it truly does all work out. Awesome. I think that's such good advice, even for us as M1s. That definitely resonates um, for us as well. All right. Well, Lauren, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us today. We wish you the best of luck with the rest of your residency application cycle and the match and going on to residency. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening to this episode. This wouldn't be possible without the support from our listeners. Please rate, review, and subscribe. We appreciate donations to help fund the production of this podcast. To support us, go to MedicusPodcast.com, where you can additionally find show notes, links, and information about our guests. We are at Medicus Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. If you have any questions, comments, or episode suggestions, please submit them on our website. This podcast is intended for general information purposes only and does not constitute the practice of medicine. No patient-doctor relation is formed, and the content of this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Views and opinions are their own and do not represent any organization.